Welcome to the Infinite Kaleidoscope, a space where we talk to creatives about being creative. I'm your host, Kristen Kofer. My first guest, Chelsea Wolfe, is a singer, songwriter, and musician. She was born in Sacramento, California, and raised in a music-loving household. Something that is really special for me about this first episode is that I've known Chelsea for almost 20 years. We met many moons ago while living together in a house in Sacramento. In those early times, we also started collaborating. Chelsea was just starting to perform her music, and I was right there, ready to take her photograph. It was a pleasure to sit with Chelsea one afternoon and talk to her about her musical journey and life. All right, just shake it out. Yeah, this is just like our photo shoots. I just need to shake it out. This is The Door by Doreen Valiente from her book, The Charge of the Goddess. Knockings upon the door of the unknown evoke an echoing answer. A footstep falls in the cloisters of the mind. The dream tapestries, troubled by a breeze of other air, sway in their shifting patterns. When day is blind and perfumed twilight with dim stars is fair. Listen to the stream of silence flowing that feeds the moat about the castle and laps upon its aeon-builded walls. The illusion of day has hid that which is there. Purity has veiled the pure, and the virtuous have blackened virtue, and the five senses sealed each the door. Now knock, and three times knock, for the old one threefold who answer gives from earth and sea and air. This is Chelsea Wolfe coming to you from inside the infinite kaleidoscope. I grew up in a musical household. I feel like the early songs were definitely sort of Bonnie Raitt meets Aaliyah or something. When you were a kid, were you like, I want to do this as my profession? I'm not sure. I mean, I think at first it was, you know, just for fun, but I think deep down I had big dreams of wishing I could, you know, do this publicly or something because I saw my dad on stage. We would go watch him play shows and occasionally he would open for a bigger artist like Tanya Tucker. And so there were bigger shows and I got a little bit starstruck by the whole idea of being on stage. I definitely was just daydreaming though, like writing songs and maybe bring him to class and show and tell and stuff. What is your earliest memory? When I think about this question, I think about the backyard and the house that I grew up in during my elementary school years. It was a pretty good size, and there was this big cottonwood tree with really prominent roots that I kind of thought of as this little fairy city, and I would hang out there a lot, and that's where I kind of started writing poetry, and there was this one time I was maybe like seven years old. I was out there and it was raining and I decided to stay out in the rain and just sort of experience it. And an ambulance went by with its siren blaring and then all the dogs in the neighborhood started howling. And something about like the combination of all these sounds, like the rain and the siren and the dogs clicked for me. And it was almost like I understood it as music in a way, ambient sounds creating this mood. And I just felt like that was kind of the early sense of music and understanding, you know, the way different sounds come together for me. 
My favorite book of the last couple years is The Moon Book by Sarah Faith Godestiner. I know you're also a fan of her Many Moons planner, which is so wonderful and helps, you know, helps me keep track of where the moon's at astrologically. And her wonderful podcast, we should mention Moonbeaming as well. I feel like, you know, I was always kind of paying attention to the moon cycles, but really loosely and with more so focus on like new moon and full moon. But from the moon book, I've learned to fully live by the moon cycles. Mm. So since January of this year, I've been living new moon to new moon, essentially tuning into the energy of each new moon and creating intentions to focus on for that specific moon cycle. Living by the moon is much more cyclical, obviously, and has more energy attached to it. Like you can literally look up at the sky each night and depending on which phase the moon is in, like whether it's growing in light or waning in light, you know, you can kind of tune into that and think about where you're at with your own intentions and what you're trying to build or break in your life. And yeah, it's just been super powerful for me and journaling each day about that as well, like taking the time to really be present with that and not just a quick glance at the moon, but really like sometimes actually just sitting under the moon, it can be really emotional. How do you find inspiration? I'm just kind of always open to it. I'm always writing ideas down. Basically, if I get a melody idea or a lyric idea in any given moment, whether I'm watching a movie or out on a walk or in a social situation, I I always make sure to write it down. Inspiration obviously can strike from anywhere, but I just think it's important for me at least to not ignore any of those ideas. If you could go on tour with any artist, who would it be? I think for an acoustic tour, I would have loved to open for Towns Van Zandt if he were still around, just so that I could hear him sing every night. That gave me chills. Well, uh, maybe he'll be a spirit at one of your shows because we put it out there. <laughs> I mean, I'm down. Come on, Towns. We'll hang. Yeah. I think for a rock set, it would definitely have to be Ozzy Osbourne. You know, that would just be so fun and just a totally different experience playing those big arenas, watching him play. Well, let's put that, that out there too, because he's still alive. Yes, <laughs> still doing it. I saw today he posted that he's in the studio, so I was like, yes. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah, Ozzy, if you're listening. We love you. <laughs> we love you. Play with Chelsea. What are you listening to right now? I'm working on a new record, so usually when when I do that, I make a, a playlist of songs that I feel inspired by at the moment for that record. I don't like to listen to a ton of music, so I'll just kind of like hone it in. I just pulled up my playlist. So there's Bachelorette by Bjork, Spark by Tori Amos, Silver by Pixies, a lot of Fleetwood Mac, there's Sneaker Pimps and Broadcast. Placebo. I've kind of been going back and listening to a lot of stuff that I liked when I was younger, Portishead and things like that. So that's what I've been listening to lately. Do you want to talk more about the new album that's happening? I feel like there's not much to say because I'm just in deep writing mode. We have most of the songs written. Mm. And at this point, I'm just basically sitting at my desk every day working on lyrics and melodies and trying to improve them and, you know, bring things together thematically and tell a story with the record. So this record will be with the full band? 
Yes, yeah. Everyone's been contributing parts, which is really fun. We got Ben, Jess on drums and also contributing guitar, and then Brian on guitar as well, and he's been contributing song ideas as well. So it's much more collaborative, which is really fun and different. Yeah, that's great. I can't wait to hear you all play again. Thanks. Yeah, I know. Doing a live show would be really, really nice. You tour under Chelsea Wolfe, but it's obvious to me from watching you grow over the years and also being a collaborator with you that you love to work with people. And how has that been during this last strange year and a half? Yeah, definitely a ton of collaborating over the pandemic time, which was kind of a a lifesaver in a way because I wasn't feeling very creative. And I think a lot of artists, as soon as this pandemic started, felt this pressure, like we needed to be, you know, creating and working and putting things out. But then it was kind of like hard to find that creativity and that inspiration in the, in the midst of the energy of it all and the implications of it all. But eventually, yeah, I did start kind of doing little projects here and there and collaborations. I think one of the first ones was that DC Comics song with Tyler Bates, you know, which started like a good uh, collaboration relationship with him. And then Divide and Dissolve, which is a band that I already really loved, asked me to do a remix of one of their songs. And they don't have vocals on their songs typically, but with their blessing, I decided to sing over it, which was really cool. I got to do a duet with my friend Michael. Their band artist name is Michael Love Michael. Mm. They had a song called Have, and we did a sort of acoustic rendition of it together that was really special and then I've been working on this project with the band Converge called Blood Moon we did a series of shows a few years ago that were reinterpretations of their songs and then decided to record an entire album of original songs together so most of the collaboration was between the Converge guys and Stephen Brodsky and Ben last year and once again I wasn't feeling very creative but I actually got sober early January and soon after just kind of had this burst of creativity and sort of relearning how to (laughs) create with this clear mind and really channeled a lot of that into those blood moon songs so that turned out to be a really like joyful experience working on that i love that we'll make sure to link all of these collaborations for anyone who's interested Do you have anything you would want to share to someone who's looking to be a full-time musician? I mean, one bit of advice that I always say for someone who's just starting out as a musician is the things that maybe you feel are weird are are usually going to end up being the things that set you apart and make you special as an artist in this world, you know, once you've been working at it for a while lean into your weirdness you know like try not to think about what is popular at the moment visually or sonically and just do what whatever you know wild strange inclinations come to you creatively and just kind of create your own world I suppose it's it's like a long-winded way of saying be yourself (laughs) the way I feel for so many years now is it's just one day at a time. <laughs> exactly. That's all you can do. Yeah. 
any final thoughts you want to share? I wanted to share a ritual that I've been using for creative purposes and also for problem solving purposes in my life if I feel stuck on something and that is dream divination. If you're someone who has really vivid dreams or you're just into dream work in general this is probably a good one for you. You know think of an issue you're having or something you'd like to know more about or just get some clarity on in your life or in a creative project and you know you can write your request or your question on a piece of paper and right before you're going to go to bed focus on that and you know really stop and think about it and let it settle in there and then you put the piece of paper under your bed and go to sleep as you're falling asleep you can ask your dreaming mind to help you see a solution to this issue or question and then when you wake up in the morning before you do anything else write down your dreams or you can record it into like your voice memos on your phone before it leaves your mind or becomes hazy and then either in that moment if you're feeling like it or later once you're more clear-minded you can sort of examine the dream a bit more closely and think about how it may have answered your question obviously a lot of this has to do with using your intuition I'm definitely not the type to run to like a dream interpretation book or a website right away unless there's a really strong symbolism like a snake or something like that but I think typically the best thing to do is just to like I said sit with it and just feel into what automatically pops up because that's usually the thing you know what you first think of that seems you know really obvious for you in your life and what you're going through is usually the thing sometimes it's really simple sometimes it's a little bit more complicated or you know take some time to figure out but yeah it's not like a cut and dry ritual it might take some some work you know it's not guaranteed that you're going to get an answer in one night sometimes you can ask the same question for a whole week until you feel like you've gotten an answer but it's definitely fun and interesting and I just remember that your your deep unconscious is a part of you so it's really like you're digging really deep into your own self your own dream realm within yourself to bring out this answer I like that ritual a lot I will definitely be trying it yeah it's fun where can people find your music wherever you stream music got a bunch of videos on good old youtube i have a website chelseawolf.net which has kind of everything where you can look on my label sergeant house's website yeah well thank you for spending time with me today thanks for having me again i appreciate you so much i appreciate you too bye remember that your your deep unconscious is a part of you so it's really like you're digging really deep into your own self your own dream realm within yourself to bring out this answer thank you for joining me today in the infinite kaleidoscope podcast if you don't know her music already please check out chelsea wolf and i put all of her music links in the episode notes i look forward to sharing more advice and conversations with creatives as we move through our new year for now Enjoy these winter evenings, and remember, it's one day at a time. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcasts.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.